Hello. Hello, everyone. Hi, guys. Welcome uh, back to Two Game Mats, the first Two Game Mats of 2024. The, well, the first Two Game Mats podcast of 2024. That's true. There was me. a brilliant, incredible, thrilling, soul-stirring <laughs> episode that we had on our YouTube channel. Not to oversell it. It's fine. It's a cute <laughs> one to come back to. But, you know, if, in case the people only listen to the podcast, they could be like, oh, what is this new video on YouTube? Let me check it out. You got yes. to promote every, all the content. All in the 2024, content. I need to learn how to promote better. And so I'll work on that for Thank you, you so and much. for me. Thank for you. all of us. Thank you. You're welcome. God, I'm so fucking nice. I, you are. This is 2024, the year of being nice. Yes, by Matt kindness. Palmer. I'm gonna be a bitch. Well, nothing's changing then, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, well, good. We know we're praying for 2025. <laughs> yes, we'll see how you do next year. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody, welcome back to another Two Gay Mats podcast. It's Matt Steele. And it's Matt Palmer. And guys, I just want to let everyone know that right now, January 7th, 6.57 p.m. Pacific time, yes. I am making the ultimate sacrifice. Oh. I am missing the Golden Globes yes. as we sit here. I mean, I, I will be watching later of when, course. I, when they're streaming on Paramount Plus and everything. But like, this is the first time I've watched, I haven't watched the Golden Globes live in, oh, since, I don't know, like, Sixth grade, maybe you really could have said, Let's record after no, the Golden Globes, no, record Monday. No, because we already do enough of that sacrifice for my award shows. Like for the Oscars, we're going to be postponing the live stream yes. for the Tonys, obviously, for the Grammys. But yes. that's partly your fault. <laughs> that is true, you as know. a music person. Um, so, so you know, y'all can have me for the Golden Globes. <laughs> I will, <laughs> you can have me for the Golden Globes. Yes, I will watch later. I'm excited to see who wins. I guess, but again, we're, for those in the chat who are listening to us live, we're not going to be spoiling things for Matt Steele because yeah, he cares. I care. And we'll talk about the winners next week. So if you're expecting to hear a Golden Globe recap, we haven't watched. Yeah. So next yeah. week, we'll have something for you. Yeah, uh, keep dreaming. Keep, keep dreaming. Keep this dreaming. is going to get the people to tune in next week. Exactly. All the golden, huge Golden Globes fans. Yes, Matt Steele. Yes. How was your week? In my week or my last three weeks were Exactly. Good because y'all haven't heard from me in a while. That's true. Unless you watched our iconic video. Uh, <laughs> It was wonderful. You know, I went home. I spent two weeks at home in Jersey with the family. Yes. I got to see my friends. I got to spend a day in New York. I got to hang out with my family for two weeks. And it's always just nice. It's a lot of just like sitting around as like Law and Order is playing on the TV. Yes. As my mom is like folding clothes and my brother's yelling at my mom like, Mom, when are you going to get at hardwood floors for the living room? <laughs> and my mom's like, never. And my uh, stepdad's uh, uh, diabetic uh, like beeper is going off because his blood sugar's high. So my mom has to to like give him a shot because oh. he's asleep. Right. <laughs> and you're so, and you're so really the, painting quite the picture. Oh, I mean, this is the life <laughs> yes. uh, of uh, an Italian family in New Jersey, guys. And it's a lot of carbs, a lot. I gained four pounds. I mean, that's what you do when you go, which by the way, I very rudely, I had smartly planned for my physical to be in November of 2023 because I was like, okay, be before the holidays. I'll be able to like, all of my blood work's going to look amazing. And I'll like, because I've been walking, everything's going to be really good and good. And the fucking doctor pushed it back 
until like January 3rd. Ooh. And so oh. mostly everything's fine, but it's still just like, oh, you gain, it gained weight over the holidays, bitch. And I was like, yeah, and I didn't need to know that. I could have told you that. But like, yes, there were four fucking cakes that were sitting at my home. What was I going to do? Just look at them? I yeah. had to consume. They were setting you up. I was set up they by wanted my to doctor. embarrass you because they know you're a public figure they know you are one half of two gay men that's true and they want to be like they want to bring me down let's end his career uh, a lot of people i mean if i learned anything from real housewives of salt lake city there are people out there who are against you who are against you yes Whew. oh my god guys this is intense oh, like what? we have a lot going <laughs> because you know i said my goal was to like hit a certain number of subscribers on oh youtube my god. so like this is gonna be an intense year of people trying to take us down i know i think it's good that we're fighting against the haters that are mostly imaginary yeah. i love that for us well those are the hardest haters to fight against. i knew you never know where they're gonna pop up yeah and they never die <laughs> <laughs> because you will always have insecurities your yes. entire life yes and so they will always always be there i love that they're like ghosts happy 2024 happy 2024 <laughs> let your insecurities <laughs> On you. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, but then I went home, and you know, when you come home from Christmas, you arrive with more stuff than what you left with. Absolutely. And so then you're like, oh, I have to unpack my bags. Oh, I have to find places to put all this stuff. Yes. Oh, I don't have any more space to put all this stuff. I <laughs> have course. to now purge some stuff. Yeah. So I'm in that part of my 2024 right that's now. Fair. So that's a little annoying. Totally. Uh, but you know, everything's been good. Everything's good. been nice. Well, what, what have you been doing? Um, what have I been doing? Well, I went back to work in this past week, my day job work, and I, I ran into um, our friend. Blythe, who's a listener. Hello, Blythe. Hi, Blythe. I know. We you went, ran into her like well, I ran into her at Owen's. Our friend's child had a birthday party oh, over yeah, the I weekend. And I went and Blythe was there with her lovely, cute, adorable baby Milo. And we were chatting. And she's like, all week during last week's podcast, I was hoping you'd mention what happened over the break for you with your like work situation. So I will let the people know I did have to take my work computer across the country to me. I took it uh, with me. I took it to Chicago. I took it to Atlanta. But luckily, I felt like I only opened it about 30 minutes a day, answered some slacks, you know, ran a couple of things in the computer, and then closed it back. So I wasn't, like, tied to said computer, but I did not get away with not taking it there. But that being said, at the end of this week, we had a very big win with my team specifically. We got over a hurdle of, like, calculation that was going awry for weeks and months, and we finally got the calculation we were looking to get and it's pretty dry I won't get into detail but just know the largest hurdle that I was dealing with over the break has been cleared so claps for me claps for you <laughs> but you know much like the the imaginary ghosts of enemies those hard calculations probably will come back they might come back but as of now you gotta celebrate the wins you celebrate because the wins honest, and I wrote a whole fucking monologue in Slack about like thanks to some people on my team but mostly me manual and doing <laughs> X, Y, and Z because it's like everyone will know how much fucking work I put into this and so you gotta make that known because your employer especially when you're working from home sometimes doesn't know like oh are you doing well like are you really like doing things that are helping our company and I can say very much yes is the answer. And that is why they give you that health insurance. <laughs> hey. for, so the doctor can tell you that you are fat. <laughs> exactly. And I very much appreciate that. I'm trying to think of what else did I do over the weekend. Oh, Jackson uh, very kindly got me a few things from Bonobos uh, for Christmas. What's that? And, uh, Bonobos is like uh, a clothing company that used to be online only, but now it has a couple of physical stores. And there's a store in the Century City Mall by you. Oh, so it's not fast fashion. It's, it's, it's not. It's slow fashion. It's slow fashion okay. and it's more 
expensive than fast fashion. Okay. And since it's expensive, I loved what he got me. It was very cute, very standard. And I was like, well, I think we might be able to get like cuter things than this. And so we went back to the mall, returned some things, did some exchanges. And um, that was an important piece because, you know, this year I want the fashion to be upgraded a bit. So keep your eye on the videos. As you sit here in a onesie. Hey, a cute fucking onesie. (laughs) It is a cute onesie. That was not fast fashion. Thank you. (laughs) And and so that was a, a good thing. And then we went over to our friends, Eric and Natalia's, hung out with them, ate some chili because it was cold in LA this weekend and uh, played a couple of games. It was very lovely to see them. And then today, it's been pretty fucking lazy. Went on a walk this morning, kind of laid about today, played some Mario RPG, took a shower and then got online live with you to talk about the news for idiots. Well, I'm glad you showered for yes, us. Yes, I get you. the least I can do in yeah. preparation. Should we jump into the news for idiots? Let's go. So, guys... Ariana Grande is back. I feel like there are a lot of people who obviously are very excited for Ariana's turn in Wicked coming this upcoming December, but there are many more people out there who have grown up with Ariana Grande as like one of their big pop diva vocalists. And she kind of like Rihanna in her heyday was very consistently releasing music year after year for a while there. And so even though positions came out in what? 2020? 2020. I don't know. Uh, I forget. Whenever Positions came out, it (laughs) felt like a long time for the Arianators and the fans of pop music. So the fact that she is returning this Friday with a single entitled Yes And? (laughs) I I mean, the thing is, you know, being on that Wicked set, that musical theater Ari just came back out because I cannot think of a more musical theater term than yes and. Like that is what they would say to us in musical theater school at NYU. Everything will be yes and. Yes mm -hmm. and. It's very improv training. It's very musical theater training. It just means you got to be ready for anything. And I appreciate it and maybe that is what the song's about. Maybe that is the reference. But I will say when I first saw the title, I did think about you know, the drama that she's been going through with like dating this man who was previously married and had a kid pretty recently. And they're like calling her a homewrecker saying like, oh, you're doing X, Y, and Z. And maybe her response is, and what about it? That iconic oh, Ariana that icon- gift. <laughs> I didn't even connect to the and what about that it is, gift. That's exactly what I saw when I saw that title. And oh, maybe wow. I'm wrong. See, I just got like horrifying flashbacks <laughs> of just like theater, theater. And you know what that is? Trauma. <laughs> <laughs> when you get a BFA in musical theater, you are full of trauma. Absolutely. So- you are battling those invisible enemies. <laughs> So we're going to see what happens on Friday. But I'm excited for her return to pop music. She is one of the best vocalists of her generation. And I feel like it has been long Mm -hmm. since we've heard great pop music from her. Uh, She apparently has been working a lot with Max Martin and Savan Katecha and Ilya. Very like Dangerous Woman era collaborators for her. So I'm excited to see if she's going to be making a more pop centric turn after the more R&B flavored uh, Thank You Next and Positions. I'm just excited because I love hearing a great voice on the fucking radio. Sure. And so welcome back, Ari. We'll see you Friday. As soon as I 9 p.m. hits on, in L.A. time, I'll be listening to this damn song. Yeah, and her voice is in tip-top shape right now because, baby, she was singing soprano on that Wicked set. What so. if it's all, like, soprano? <laughs> oh, oh, God. Oh, God. How wild would that oh, be? Oh, I would love that if she brings back the pop soprano. I mean... I mean, was the pop soprano ever, like, in? I don't know, but... <laughs> Holly Bailey was kind of giving some pop soprano. She was giving a little pop Angel. soprano if she did some of that. Yes. If Ariana did a little bit of that. Show off what you got, Ariana. You got the goods. Show it off. I I mean, I, of course, personally would like some belts, (laughs) you know, and some whispers are cute, too. But, you know, I love a a girl who sang. Okay, would you rather have an album of zero belting all soprano, but great melodies or an album of not great melodies, but amazing belt? 
I mean, I'm picking melodies every time. Okay. I pick melodies and the soprano era for me, but I, I don't think we have to choose. I think she's going to give us a little bit of everything. I'm excited all. because vocally, not many of her peers can stand next to her. Sure. So I'm excited to hear what she does. Speaking of Halle Bailey, artist behind Angel, beautiful song. She has finally announced something that we all assumed happened, but there was never any confirmation from her or her um, partner, DDG. Uh, Halle Bailey has shared a photo of her newborn. Uh, she says she's posted to Instagram saying, even though we're a few days into the new year, the greatest thing that 2023 could have done for me was been, uh, bring me my son. Welcome to the world, my halo. The world is desperate to know you with a few laughy emojis. And I'm excited for her. I think it's weird how much attention her pregnancy and like supposed, you know, birthing of a child got from mm-hmm. the internet. I feel like people really wanted her to announce this sooner than she felt like it. And it's like, if I were Halle Bailey and I was coming off of being the fucking black Ariel and people were talking shit about me sure. ever since that casting was even announced, I wouldn't tell the public fucking anything. Oh, I'd be like, you're not going to know shit. I truly, Get out of here. I was surprised she confirmed it. Oh, sure. I'm like excited. I think Halo's actually a cute name. Oh, I think it's an adorable name. Right? Yeah. I yeah, want... but I mean, like, no one was surprised. No. No, <laughs> no I so mean. The, for the last several months, when, you know, before the baby was born, we were like, baby, we can see your Halo. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, we could see your Halo. And then I feel like there were a couple of things afterwards where it was just like, oh, well, her stomach's flat again. I, I know. And like, I mean, there was that video like where uh, from you know probably like a week ago where she like gets up and, yes. she, and she's in and she does like the quintessential like I just gave birth <laughs> like stand right. up. She like puts both hands on the table and she's like Ugh. yes yes. So and it's like, like this oh. is. But, I mean, she looks great. Oh, stunningly beautiful. She's glowing. So and I'm glad that everyone is happy. Everyone is healthy. Yes. Everyone's feeling good. Yes. Yeah. And if you want to know more things about Halle Bailey's personal life, I would suggest we all leave her alone. Sure. <laughs> I feel like that's the only way that happens. But I'm just excited. She had such a giant year. Little Mermaid, Color Purple, New Baby, like, top of the world. I can't wait to hear more from her. Wait, and she also released a song called Angel. She did. Halo. Oh, oh, that's nice. Was that an Easter egg? I, oh, my God. It was oh right God. in front of us the whole time. Taylor taught us. And we didn't know. <laughs> wow, I know. This is brilliant. Amazing. So congratulations to the whole family and welcome to the world. Halo. Um, And this is for me since you refuse to watch great television. The White Lotus season three has added Parker Posey, Jason Isaacs and more. Uh, Leslie Bibb, Dom Metricle. I don't know him. Michelle Monaghan and... That's a, some names I don't know. The point is, they're casting the White Lotus. It's coming back. And it's fucking coming back. <laughs> Hopefully, they will film it this year. And I think it's supposed to be coming out in 2025. I can't wait for it. I'm like wondering, should I watch the prior seasons again before this releases? I mean, I have a whole like year and some change, I'm sure, to do so. But I'm telling you, if you get done with Traders and have some time on your hands, okay. you would love the White Lotus and their different stories every season. So it's not like, oh, I've watched and now I have to keep watching forever. If you wanted to hop off the train at any point, you could. Okay. Mike White, Survivor contestant. Of course, I know. The thing is like, I need to like watch more Survivor seasons because I need to plow through until I finally get through all the seasons and then I can finally audition for Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like, right. people are like, why don't you just audition now? And I'm like, I can't make that audition video until I watch every single oh, season. Oh, yes. I'm, am I weird? Yeah. Okay. That's why I feel like we're both weird. That's yeah. why we're, we're behind these mics at the moment. You know? True. Yeah. You can't be famous unless you're weird. No. Uh, and I mean, not that we're famous, but like, <laughs> whatever. Um, I mean, I'm very excited. It seemed like everyone, especially the gays, really loved White Lotus. Right. And and I mean, Mike, Mike White is a very funny guy. Absolutely. And so I have no doubt that it's going to be great. I remember going on a first date with a man many, many years ago, obviously. And he was mentioning something about Parker Posey. And I was like, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a movie with her in it. And he 
his head essentially turned all the way around. He was oh, like wow. so dumb. He was like, you know, kind of a bit of a hipster gay man. Sure. So it was like right in the pocket for him. But I'm like, I think that's still true. I'm like, have I seen Parker Posey in anything? Uh, you ever seen Waiting for Guffman? I've not. You ever seen Scream Three? I know those are like I the might two, have those seen are like the two things that the gays I really love. I think I have seen Scream Three. I'm just I guess I just didn't put two and two together about who she was. Okay. Oh, she was also in Bo is Afraid. Oh, you oh Bo is Afraid was fun. I didn't see that. Oh, it's fun. Is it? It's got Patti LuPone. Yeah, Parker Posey has, and Parker Posey has a scene with the Mariah Carey song in Bo is Afraid. Oh, well, I've heard that that is a moment, like a scary, it's intense I, moment for all of my babies. I don't to know if I would say scared. Would I be scared? It's a, You would be weirded out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, scared, like, ah, but right. like, you would, just, you would just be like, oh. Also, speaking of weirded out, I saw Saltburn. Have you seen Saltburn? Yeah. It's wild. It's weird, yeah. It is weird. <laughs> speaking of weird. It's weird, yeah. It's like, and I guess my big question going in was, are they gay? And the answer I got was like, I guess it's not about that. I mean, I feel like that's the aesthetic for like all famous men yes. in the 2020s. Like, are they gay? I guess it's not about that. <laughs> Absolutely. That is the theme. Yeah, that's what they want um, everyone to, to, to wonder. I thought a lot of people did a good job. Like, I thought Rosamund Pike was so fucking amazing. Oh, she's so amazing. great. Carrie Mulligan has three lines in the movie, yes. and she's my favorite part. <laughs> like, she is so fucking funny Her and, like, wild. sad and pathetic right. in the movie. Like, I loved Carrie and Mulligan that, and Saltburn. How do you say his name? Barry Keoghan? Barry Keoghan. Oh, he's great. He's great. Yeah. Very, very weird. Very weird. Well, he, I don't know if he's weird, but his character is weird. And the thing is, I don't know that I, I would say I loved it. I feel like it was a big swing and like it was something, there was always something to talk about in every scene. But at the end of it, I kind of was like, so the point of that was what exactly? <laughs> <laughs> like it was very unlike Promising that, Young Woman, which I felt like was had a very clear message and like, oh, this is what I'm taking away from this film. And this was like, well, Saltburn, I think, like, very much deals with sort of just, like, the sort of desperation for, uh, like, a achievement. Yes. Not, not like, achievement, but necessarily. Like power but, like, and power um, and... It's, like, a, I a mean, higher class. I understand yeah. that, but, like... And the, we the, took the a lengths lot, that people would go through. We took a lot of detours to get there. Well, life has a lot of detours. They do. There it's, are, it, and it's like a movie that I guess I'd recommend because it's a thinker and, like, it's a conversation starter. It's fun. It's just fucking it's fun. fun. But, like, is there a point? I, I'm not sure. I think there's a point. I don't know if there's a point. I think there's a point. Sometimes the point is a little gross um, yeah. and upsetting. I don't know. <laughs> but, I don't know. Um, you know. Speaking of upsetting, I'm sorry to all of the big Selena Gomez out fans out there because she has said that she thinks she only has one album left in her. She's putting out a new album. I think she's almost done with it. Uh, and she wants to focus on acting rare beauty and her philanthropy. And, I feel like if I had not watched her documentary on Apple TV Plus, I would have been like more shocked by this, more like, oh my God, how could she do this? Her pop music trait, because she has put out a lot of great pop music. Mm -hmm. But if you have that reaction, I would recommend you watch that film because everything she does relating to her music, be it performing or promoting it, really feels like a huge fucking chore. Mm -hmm. And by the end of the film, I was like, she should quit. <laughs> like she has so much money. She loves philanthropy so much. And yeah. like, you can see the light in her eyes uh, when she is doing philanthropic works. And then when she has to do music shit, it's just like the depression sets in through the fucking oh, screen. And I'm like, girl, you don't have to do this. You don't. So I'm excited to hear the next album. And I do actually like a lot of, you know how I feel about Bad Liar. Oh, I mean, I like yeah. a lot of her music, but 
I think this makes sense. Sure. Right? I mean, you can't force her to do something she don't want to do. Right. She is her own woman and a very talented, like she can do so many different things. Yes. I think she's a great actress. Like Absolutely. she's a very like charming. She has great comic timing. Like she's great on like only murders yeah. and, and uh, Wizards of Waverly Place. She was really <laughs> funny. Like she's, she's very talented. Would you call her a promising young woman? Oh, wow. Full circle. It always comes back. Oh my God. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, she's a, a woman of many skills. What's yes. next? Uh, uh, politics. I don't know if we need more like celebs going into politics. That's very true. That's <laughs> very fair. The less of that, the better. Okay, right? fair. Um, so Taraji has been in the news again this week. Uh, apparently, she had to fought to have drivers to take the color purple cast to set. Um, she's criticizing uh, that production had the cast drive themselves to set. Producers of the film gave the cast rental cars to take themselves to the set of the production. Uh, Henson fought uh, to get a driver due to it being an insurance liability. They gave us rental cars, and I was like, I can't drive myself to set in Atlanta. This is an insurance liability. It's dangerous. Now they're robbing people. What do I look like taking myself to work uh, by myself in a rental car? So I was like, can I get a driver or security to take me? I'm not asking for the moon. And they're like, well, if we do it for you, we've got to do it for everybody. And I said, well, do it for everybody. And... I feel like I saw some feedback about this. Like, oh, I drive myself to work every day. Like, why is this a big deal? Why do I have to, like, why is she whining X, Y, Z? And to me, it's like, well, if I were an actor that was, like, one of the top build cast members on this giant, huge budget movie, Mm -hmm. and I'm in a new place where I don't know people, who knows how long my days on set are going to be. I could be exhausted at the end of the day. This feels like not a lot to ask for. Sure, yeah. I mean, there are definitely times where like actors have certain crazy demands and it's like, do you really need that? Do you really sure. need that? This, there's a reason why uh, big name actors get this sort of treatment. Absolutely. A, because of like the safety concern where it's just like they're on set for a long period of time. They don't want them to be tired. They don't want them driving in a new place. Because right. like Lord knows accidents could happen and like, A, you care about anyone's safety. Of course. But also like you need the actor there. Yes. Like you don't want like a disaster. And, and also- just from a, from a production standpoint, it's like you need to make sure the actor is on set on time. Right. And so the way to sort of like guarantee that a little more is like a driver goes and picks them up and makes sure they grab them and yes. are on the road with them. So there's no actor being like four hours late. No. Like it just kind of it, it helps with that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think I think it's um, great that Taraji's sort of like took it upon herself to be the person in this cast to speak up about it because she knows. Like Danielle Brooks, you know, has done movies before, but she, this was Danielle Brooks's like first. Uh, right. studio film this was Fantasia's like first studio film right. Fantasia and Danielle Brooks like don't have the power right. that Taraji has right. so I, I think it's nice that Taraji sort of like took it upon herself Absolutely. to be like the big sister of the group call Oprah and Oprah <laughs> and Oprah was just like oh this is not happening I on know. my watch right. and I think it's so annoying that people are like commenting being like oh Oprah's abusing her I completely and it's like, agree with you it's like guys this isn't Oprah's thing Oprah. like Oprah her job when you're that type of executive producer and your name is Oprah your job is to hire the company that hires the people exactly. to arrange this like right. Oprah has nothing to do with the actual like technicalities of that and let until Taraji calls and is like Oprah do this and Oprah makes and then, the phone call exactly you know? I do think it has been weird I understand that there was that time where they had that photo shoot on the roof and you know it was like oh are Oprah and Taraji feuding but it does feel like whenever anything comes out about this set having problems it's like oh fucking Oprah and it's like do you guys just really want to hate this woman like Steven Spielberg was also a producer on this he's getting no blowback and the truth of the matter is like you said neither of them probably even were aware of oh, the 
the day to day. They put like, their name on it and exactly. they go and they go and promote it and right. write a, a check maybe. And right. Like you know, like that's what they that's what you do when you are uh, Oprah level. Right. You know. Um. And you know, look, as someone who has produced a feature film, I understand like wanting to cut whatever corners you can cut. Of course. Because like it's nuts. It's expensive. Yes. Um. Uh. But this was not a corner I would have cut. No. Absolutely not. So I'm glad it all worked out, but it's still, it's, I, I'm sad that this movie that turned out so beautifully, we're getting, I don't know, multiple reports of things being amiss during production, mostly sure. from Taraji, but it just like makes me a little sad. I hope the next time that Taraji is on a set and that all these actors are on sets that they are met with the respect and like get what they're expecting to get. And it doesn't have to be something crazy, but just someone drive me to set. Well, and you know, like it, the thing is like on any film set or anything, not every, nothing is going to work perfectly. Right. Like there's going to be something that gets missed or lost or something. And people need to ask for this or yeah. just something needs to change. So like, people just desperately want to take any sort of like negative thing that happens and just blow it up as if it was probably like this huge thing. Right. And it got fixed. Guys. Yeah. Like, I think it fixed. As long as it like got fixed. Yeah. I think that's, that's great. Uh, do you hear about Barbie being moved to adapted screenplay to buy, despite campaigning for original? Apparently Greta Gerwig's Barbie has been deemed an adapted screenplay despite campaigning for original screenplay at the Oscars. Um, when the official Oscar nomination voting happens, eligible voting members of this branch will only be able to cast votes for the script written by Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach in adapted screenplay. How do you feel about this? I feel fine. <laughs> I, like, the thing is, like, there's an argument as to why it could be original. There's yeah. an argument as to why it could be adapted. Right. Be adapted. I would... I would put it in adapted wow. I, because okay. Yeah. While they um, did create an original story and a very original idea out of this IP material, right. it's very much IP material that like everyone knows everyone, even though Barbie doesn't necessarily have like a story arc, right. the doll herself, yeah. she has a story. Mm. Like she does all these things. We didn't, we went into the movie already knowing who Ken was, right. that she has a boyfriend named Ken. Like all of this stuff like they are adapting from that original sort of story of the toy. Okay. Um, and the thing is like, I think it's sort of the nail. I'm not going to say nail in the coffin. Cause it's not like the movie's dead. Lord it's knows the, the movie's probably going to win for its screenplay guys. Like I feel like it's the front runner. Um, but the thing that made that sort of solidified it as mm. adapted, maybe I'm not sure. Uh, this is my guess is that like they had to pay for the rights to something to mm. write the movie, Got you know? Okay. So to me, that feels like when you have to pay for the rights for like intellectual property, like that makes it pretty adapted. Right. And you know, it's, it's I like, I think the movie Logan, uh, when it was nominated for, I think adapted screenplay, but like, it's not like that story was already written. They right. adapted it from previous characters, you yeah. know? So I think there are arguments for or against it. Um, some people are very upset about it, but I'm just like, no guys, there's very much a reason why people consider it, um, an adapted screenplay. So, and who was upset about it? There was someone famous Judd Apatow. Oh, he was I like, think. Really angry. He has a lot of opinions, Judd. Well, you know, you, you don't become an empire by having no opinions. I guess. I just, I, you know, how I feel about emailing yourself, <laughs> writing, a, <laughs> writing a personal note. Well, I mean, not always. I mean, we're on here. We could be emailing ourselves we all could, of these things. We could. We could. But if I were Judd Apatow, I'd be emailing myself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. It's like you don't get on here and talk like 
very big shit about like actors specifically because you're like I'm an actor too that'd be kind of rude you're not like this person's fucking terrible and this wife I, fucking hate them I don't think he was being rude about it I think no, he was just like oh like, that's outrageous right but it's like I don't know he, just, like, he's always popping up when it's like no one really asked you but okay <laughs> well, I wonder if they did ask I didn't read that whole article I, so. who could <laughs> um, did you see Paul Abdul has filed sexual assault lawsuit against uh, so you think you can dance judge Nigel Lithgow I didn't see that yes that happened and um, she is a accusing producer of multiple sexual assaults that occurred when she was a judge on American Idol and So You Think You Can Dance. She filed a lawsuit in the L.A. County Superior Court under California's Sexual Abuse and Cover-Up Accountability Act, which allows sexual assault suits to be filed even if the statute of limitations has passed. Um, And he has since left So You Think You Can Dance. I guess he was still on that show. He was a judge and co-creator of the show, and he's leaving the show to dedicate himself on clearing his name and restoring his reputation. Um, The only thing, and I don't know if this is what, you know, the validity of these claims, but all I know is his initial response really rubbed me the wrong way. What did he say? His first sentence said something like, well, you know that Paula is known for her erratic behavior. Oh no. And it's like, buddy, shut the fuck up. Like someone like behaving in a way that you don't deem as like normal does not mean that every claim that they make is untrue. I just really disliked his knee-jerk reaction, which like his later reactions, his like commentary about leaving the show has been more measured. But it's like it just like it really rubbed me the wrong way. It gave me like visions of the Britney, like how people would talk about Britney around the time that she was going through her shit. I just I don't know. I hope that. Paula is safe and that everyone like that the truth comes out and I hope that we take everybody who has stories like this seriously no matter like how you view them on like based on your opinions on their behavior because that it's kind of having nothing to do with the conversation and we should believe and listen to victims and people that are brave enough to speak up and I don't know. Yeah, that's if, my feeling. If I were him and I had to like make it, and if it wasn't true and I had to make a statement, that is not anything I would bring up in the slightest. No way. No yeah. way. And he opened with it. It just was wild. When I read that, I was upset. Yeah. Um, but speaking of Brittany, she has announced, much to Matt Steele's uh, foresight, that she will quote, Never returned to the music industry. There have been uh, reports going around in the past couple of weeks that Britney Spears has been enlisting some of Pop's top songwriters, including Charlie XCX and Julia Michaels, for the follow-up to her ninth studio album, Glory. But Britney says via Instagram, just so we're clear, most of the news is trash. They keep saying I'm turning to random people to do a new album, and I will never return to the music industry. Which, by the way, the idea that both Charlie, uh, that both Britney and I think of Charlie XCX as just some random person is pretty funny. <laughs> I enjoyed the fact that she's just like all these random fucking people. These random people. Um, and it's like, oh no, these are pretty famous, successful <laughs> right, people. Exactly. And you worked with Julia Michaels all over Glory. So yeah. I assume she meant Charlie and it still gave me a little, <laughs> gave me a giggle. Um, she basically says that she has ghostwritten over 20 songs for other artists over the past few years. Oh. And when she writes, she writes for fun and she writes for other people. She enjoys it that way. It's the reason to do it. And page six has come out and said basically like, oh, well, the people in her camp are saying now that even though Britney doesn't know about it or isn't yet on board, that they're collecting songs to present to Britney and be like, do you want to record this because your book sold so well? I bet your album would sell really well. And I feel like she's going to tell them to fuck off. But we'll see. Guys, it's so hard being a prophet. Like... I didn't, you know, and I didn't know. For those of you who don't know the context, back in 2016, when Glory came out, I famously said on the YouTube channel, (laughs) I was just like, 
if she releases no other music in her career, if she releases no other Britney album, <sighs> what a way to go. And everyone's just like, oh my God, don't say that, don't say that. And I'm like, guys, it's not out of the realm of possibility that this could happen. And as it turns out, it wasn't out of the realm of possibility <laughs> for this to happen. But do you think that maybe you just put a curse on all of us Britney fans and made, like, you made this happen? I do not hold that power. I don't know. I wish I did. I, if I held that power, I would be like, no, Britney will release it. <laughs> you think, like, if I had powers to do that, this is what I'd be fucking doing, is having no more Britney Spears music for the rest of my life? Hey, no, that's the worst thing I could ever wish on the world. As someone who's hooked up with a Wiccan and watched season four of Beverly Hills Housewives with Carlton, who is a self-proclaimed witch, I know about the dark arts. Oh my so god! I'm just saying the dark arts have manifested. Exactly. Sometimes I see it, and sometimes my eye is raised. And, so, <laughs> and sometimes it's sort of like poltergeisty, where it's right. like you don't necessarily mean to manifest it, but right. you manifest it anyway, like it subconsciously. Yes. If I if I held that power, guys, oh, I, we would totally reach 100 subscribers <laughs> you and by the end of the year. <laughs> We need to stop making goals that we can't control. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Okay. But we can, can hope. But can we control them? Do the two game ads hold the power? I don't think we do. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think we do. Uh, in bad news for all of us, Best Buy has begun removing physical media from their stores. They're no longer selling DVDs and Blu-rays. And we all know what's happening with streaming and the fact that shit gets taken down uh, willy-nilly. Not even just like, oh, we're canceling the show, but we're actually taking down all the episodes that people worked so hard to create. So the fact that Best Buy is not making physical media available for these movies and TV shows is scary to me. So everybody stock up because you never know what Max is going to do next. I know. Right? I know. I I am someone who tends to think optimistically. But As I, we just talked about me being like, Brittany's not releasing any music anymore. <laughs> right. I tend to think optimistically. I think, I hope and I pray and I will manifest that things will get figured out. Yes. And okay. That we, that we will find, I, I feel like physical media will become a thing again. It like, you know to. how the kids are collecting records. They are. Now they love they're the obsessed vinyls. with vinyls. They're make, getting all Taylor Swift vinyls and making clocks out of them. It's true. So I think there will be an era of a resurgence of physical media. I foresee that. I, well. I'm going to, I'm going to put it out there in the universe. The prophet has spoken. I saw a, <laughs> the prophet has spoken. I saw a smart tweet that was like, if, Theaters were smart. They would start selling physical media there. And I'm like, oh, I would love to go to an AMC and then pick oh. up a DVD, a Blu-ray. Like, that would be amazing. They need fucking money. And I, and we would buy it. But, like, it would have to be a thing where, like, you have to, uh, They can't sell physical media when a movie's still in a movie theater. That's what I'm saying. They would have like, to be, like, later than... You know, yeah. it would be like the movies but, out of theaters, but it's available. But for if they purchase. did, if they sold DVDs at movie theaters, like that movies that ha have just left the yes. theaters, that's a people, great idea. And people would buy actually. the shit out of it. I think that's a fantastic idea. That was a great tweet that I wish I remembered who tweeted. Oh my it god, you should work for AMC. I should because and I read a good tweet about it. Because you read it. Oh, you read it. Oh, okay. yeah. It was not my idea. Okay, but, well, but good you're going to be the one that's manifesting it. Absolutely, so I am. That's why it's going to happen. That's where I'm putting my energy. You saw Jeremy Allen White in his Calvin Klein's. I sure did. He was all over. He was all over. He was really all over. He was all over that photo. He shoot. was. He was. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not complaining. No, he looks great. He looks great. Very good. I saw a lot of funny Yes Chef tweets replying to that. Um, just seeing if there's any other important news. Kelly Clarkson says her uh, kids can't ever have social media while they're living with her. It's important Which news. I'm like, is the, I, I'm like, it's a little strict. And she's like, I just don't think it works out for kids of famous people. It's like, well, they didn't ask you to be famous. Uh, I don't know. I'm just like a little, I don't know. I feel like there's an age limit for sure. Mm -hmm. But like, 
at some point they're going to be like 15. Let sure. them have a little Instagram. Let them have a private. 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 I'm with I you think there. that's a nice compromise. Yeah. And also, like, I guess, well, how her kids aren't 15 or something. No, like they're that. like nine. Okay. We, she has time to, like, figure it out, like, are my kids, at what age do I think my kids will be responsible to right. uh, deal with social media? Yes. I, th- I think, you know, be open to new things, Kelly. Yes. Um, It'll be okay. And I, Kelly Clarkson probably is raising, like, the best fucking kids I on the planet. Like, they'll be is. fine. Absolutely. She yeah. is. Um, trying to think, I don't think there's anything else that I want to talk to, about during this segment of the show. Is there any other news for idiots you want to share with the people? I don't think so. Okay, guys, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with more Two Gay Mats, the podcast. We're back. We're back. It's true. And we are celebrating. Yes. Why are we celebrating Matt Palmer? Because we have content. We do have content. need to consume. And the best place to consume our content is by going to patreon.com slash two gay mats. You get extra bonus content from us very often. I was saying before the show that we just filmed a Chapel Roan reaction video. So if you want to know what Matt Steele's first thoughts when he first heard Chapel Roan's great songs, go to our Patreon now. And we're going to put that up this week. Uh, we also have... Um, and th- for separate tiers, you can get more. You can actually get, you know, a request that we review or react to something you request. If you go up to fifteen or twenty five dollars a month, which just go to patreon.com slash two game ads. It explains it all there. And you get to join the Discord, a place where you can meet a bunch of new friends you just haven't met yet. Uh, and if you love us and love the podcast, go to your Apple Podcasts, go to your Spotify, and leave us five stars and or a five star review. We do only accept five stars, so sorry. Um, so just tell us that you enjoy us. We want to make sure that this podcast reaches as many listeners as possible, and it really helps with the algorithms in both apps to have a lot of five star reviews. So yeah. And manifest for us. Yes, we are. We are talking about manifestation today. We really are. Even though, if there's one thing I do not think about, (laughs) (laughs) I am the opposite of a manifest person. Perfect. I love that. But you know what? I am right now. All right, guys. What section of the podcast are we in? We are on to email my heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of email my heart if you email us at twogaymats at gmail.com. Two is spelled T-W-O. T-W-O. I was about to say Gmail is spelled. <laughs> <laughs> I think the people know. The people know how Gmail is spelled. Yeah. Um, so first question comes to us. I'm going to read it because it's about 2024. Yes. Uh, and it is from Shabby. Uh, Shabby says, email my heart 2024 edition. Guess who's back? Back again for their 2024 era. It's me, Shabby, which you pronounced right last time. Great. Shabby. Anyways, as we, me, you two, and the lovely viewers slash listeners are now entering our 2024 era, just when I ask you, be careful, it's kind of a bunch, what are your plans for the future of Two Gay Mats when it comes to videos? Will the LA show be live streamed to those who don't make it? No. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to hook up those wires. Right. Uh, would we get a fourth album bracket or possibly the debut single bracket in which you teased back when the series started? Are you just mentally well? Do you have any unpopular opinions when it comes to your last to last year's music? Mm. And uh, one, technically two final questions. Are you excited for Ari's comeback single and the Little Nas X single that are both coming this Friday that somehow could mean that it's a collab with Kesha, even though it's unconfirmed yet? Is there a rumor that it's a collab with Kesha? There is a rumor. But then I think Kesha responded to him on Twitter saying, I'm not on this. And she said, not this one. So it seems like they did possibly collaborate, but maybe not on this first single. Okay. All right. All right. I'm, I'm, I think that's a fun collab. Absolutely. Lil Nas X and Kesha. Two trolls coming together. Oh my God. <laughs> Give it to me. And now that Kesha's free, free I as know. a bird, she's going to be doing whatever she wants. I'm so happy for her. Good um, for her. So yes, the plans for Two Gay Mats in 2024 is definitely, you know, number one on my to-do list is to get this live show together. The date is 
pretty much can be written in pen almost. May 4th is going to be when we will be doing our LA-based live show. We will let you know as soon as tickets are available, but the date is pretty set in stone. So May 4th, if you're in the LA area, please mark off your calendars. We would love to see you there. The video of the uh, live show will not be live streamed, but the goal is to have the audio at least uh, recorded. So hopefully we can use part of it uh, for the podcast the following week so people can listen to it and we'll have some people taking pictures I'm sure yeah and like video will people be like allowed to take if videos with their to, phone I, I would want them to I think it wouldn't be bad if they took videos with their phone but sure. we're not gonna have like a professional videographer filming this for us so it'll probably be an audio only podcast but see the beauty of having an iPhone is you can become a professional videographer <laughs> exactly if you have a good quality camera right. and I feel like a lot half of the show is gonna be the podcast recording some of it's going to be like games or like things that involve video or you know maybe a little bit of a sing I know we were thinking of a musical performance we would love a musical performance and so that kind of stuff won't be on the podcast and will be exclusive to the live show but maybe if we record things well we'll put everything up on our Patreon uh, in an audio format so people can feel like they were there even if they couldn't make it yeah yeah, um, what about like videos, videos? like Videos, I think we should do the Taylor Swift album bracket at mm-hmm. some point. I can't believe we didn't do the first singles bracket. In my head, we did. So I In my head, we did too. Right. Did didn't we, we not? do that? I think we... I, oh, the like first singles off of like each specific album. I think we've done like a, a debut single, right? And that a that, debut that, album. God, we've made so many. We've goddamn made a lot videos. of videos. We're gonna make more brackets. The brackets are fun. Yeah, and, and I, I really love the idea of doing like a, a flop album bracket. Yeah, like, because each like diva has a, a quote unquote flop album. So yes. I think that would be a, a fun one to do. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I. I mean. I. I think we don't have any like super concrete plans no. as far as videos go, except just keep doing what we're doing. Um, I mean, I'm excited to record. We have Ariana and Lil Nas X coming out this same week, day. same day. So like, that's going to be a very fun. Yes. Uh, uh, Thursday day. night, Thursday night. Yes. I'll be up there making TikToks at your apartment. You'll uh, be adding those videos. It's really when we get into those moments, it's full hype house, <laughs> which is just, yes. you know, I don't think, I mean, I guess, a part of this job is social media, but I, I, so a goal for me is to make more shorts, make more short content. Cause again, those YouTube shorts go off in a way they that like off. make no sense to me. And I am so grateful that you make those because <laughs> I, I don't know nothing about how to make those. I made the one short you of did. a bad, bad idea, idea right? And I don't think I did a horrible job. You didn't, you did a great job. I, oh, I sure did. I'm, the talent guys, the talent. <laughs> yes. So that are, Matt Steele has goals about how many subscribers he wants, but yeah, the goals <laughs> for the content are keep it consistent, keep it good. Talk about things we love and care about. I also, and this is maybe more of a Matt Steele thing, I want to do more movie reviews. Like, I want us to review the Mean Girls musical movie when it comes out next week. And if there are movies that, like, we really are both looking forward to. Well, Wicked Part 1's coming out. I mean, we should absolutely do that. So I, I kind of feel like we should delve a little bit more into movie reviews because you're such a movie person. So that Matt would be... Palmer, you are speaking my language. Hello? We so are now a movie channel. We're, I don't know that. <laughs> but just tell me if there are movies you think I would like that are coming out that you're very excited oh, about. there's a great movie called The Sound of Music. Oh, I don't know um, her, actually. Actually, yeah, we did get a... Pa- did we get a patron request? We to- did. Oh, I'm excited! <laughs> Jesus. Oh. Yeah, I guess we got to do the next patron request this week, too. Yeah, we should See do what that. See it is. Um, okay. So, yeah. What's the other question from uh, me, So, the other heart? question comes from the wonderful Durga. Uh, Durga, sa- Durga says, H-R-O-B-V. I was like, what's that? Matt Palmer understood it right away, probably. <laughs> 
Well, it's uh, BH, but go on. Oh, <laughs> it oh. should be BH, Beverly Hills. Beverly, oh, there, there's, fine. you know, Beverly, They're whatever. new to the Housewives universe. You know, we're figuring it out. Yeah. Uh, dear Matt, I feel ashamed to say that until about two weeks ago, I was a total snob about the Real Housewives reality TV, and it's only after the first season of Beverly Hills arrived on Netflix that I realized it's actually incredible and some of the most entertaining content I've ever seen. I'm a few episodes into season two, and I wanted to get your thoughts on season one, if you can remember them. Yeah. I get that it aired a while back. And when you think Beverly Hills gets boring and which city I should switch to next. Thanks a ton, Durga. Um, okay, this is, I love this question. Um, I would say that my memory of the Beverly Hills first season is most of the Housewives first seasons up until that point, and kind of still now, but maybe less so, um, are kind of like, they're six episodes long. You're just kind of meeting the women. The drama is low stakes. There's like... Not a lot happens. Mm-hmm. If ever someone new is getting into Housewives and they're like, I want to start season one on some city, what should I start with? I say Beverly Hills. The most happens. There's most. There are more stakes in the first season Beverly Hills than most of the first season Housewives, uh, like c- c- cities. And um, so I think you started in a great place. Season two is very dark. You've started it, so you probably know why it's so dark. Um, but it is very interesting. It, there's a lot to it. It's a great cast, and the. Feelings are real. What they're going to through is very real. Taylor's story is really tough, but it is, you know, engrossing. So it's something good to watch, even if it, you know, you know, it might need to take some breaks sometimes. Uh, I think Beverly Hills gets boring after maybe season five. Season five, when they first introduced Lisa Renna, she is excellent. She's like a great first season housewife. They have the the Kim and uh, Lisa Renna fight in Amsterdam where, you know, Lisa like smashes the glass on the table. You've probably seen this sure, scene. Yeah. That happens in season five. I I would say that is the uh, when it starts getting boring is after that, but it does come back. I mean, maybe in like season eleven, whenever Erica's going through, Ooh, that's a long stretch. It was bad for a while. It okay. was bad for a while. Um, but then it gets better around season eleven. If you want to watch the season with Lucy, Lucy Applejuice, that's Lisa Vanderpump's last season. I'd watch the beginning until Lisa leaves the show. Essentially, after Lisa, and the final. <laughs> I forgot about Lucy, oh. Lucy Applejuice, and how you were just like, yeah, and it should be Lucy, Lucy Applejuice. Absolutely, it should. <laughs> Why is this dog named Lucy, Lucy Applejuice? Like the whole point is juicy. Whatever. I can't talk about this again. But um, yes, I would. If you want to watch the end of Kyle and Lisa's relationship, spoiler, watch up until that point where uh, you know. Candy yells goodbye, Kyle, then turn the television off. Um, other, <laughs> other cities to try, I would say Potomac is consistently good, especially from two through about five. Um, New York is great from two, three, especially very good. And then from like seven till maybe 10, it's very good. Um, Atlanta is kind of good until like season 11 or something. So Atlanta, I'd say, is most consistent. So if you want, especially like, I'd say it's the funniest cast, Atlanta, generally, especially when Nene is there. It's very funny. So I think that's one to think about. Jersey is good and dramatic if it doesn't scare you too much. My whole thing with Jersey, especially at the beginning, is like, someone could get killed. No one did, but it was on the table. Wow, the stereotype. <laughs> oh, wow. No, it's wow. not. A, no, if you knew the cast and knew what they were arguing about, you would see. Like, And Danielle was bringing some shady guys around. Listen, guys, in Jersey, we are passionate. Very we passionate. love our families. Okay. <laughs> we are passionate. My right. brother yells at my mom every day. When are you going to get hardwood floors? But it's not that. This, you, <laughs> you, your family is too kind to be on this housewife show. So I would say Atlanta is the most consistent. New York, 
from season two to three is probably the most epic and then gets good again in like season six. Uh, but stick with Beverly Hills until five. I think you're going to really enjoy it. And uh, yeah, I hope that's a helpful. Yeah, I was actually talking with my roommate Travis about um, Real Housewives stuff yesterday because he had never seen it and he mm-hmm. was just like, I don't understand. Like, I, I why do I care? Like, right. like, what is so exciting about watching this kind of stuff? And it's like, well, I think like there's the like the enjoyment of watching something that's like so incredibly low stakes, but yet it's taken so seriously. Yes. And I'm like, but also so there's like a fine, but then it like the stakes raise sometimes. But, and so you like it when they raise, but then if they raise too much, right. people are like, ah, no, we hate this. Exactly. And I'm like, it's the real housewives fans are so interesting to me because like, like there will be a housewife who's like great TV, great TV because she's dramatic and yes. like, and like insane and like delusional or something like that. But then once she tiptoes over that line That's a little too thing. much and it's just so interesting hearing from the real housewives fans, like where that line is. Yes. Cause it seems like such a fine line. Yes. Cause in my head, I'm just like, well, don't you want her to be as insane as humanly possible for the great TV? But like, you're very much just like, no, sometimes when the line is crossed, it's like, it has to be, she has to go. I mean, not to, spoil because I think Durga is watching but it's like uh, well spoiler alert if you don't want to hear anything about future Beverly Hills there was a moment where it was time for Kim to not be on the show Mm -hmm. because it was like if you are a danger to yourself or others I actually don't want to watch you I don't want to put the cast through it I don't want you to be put through that um and if you also if you're on an island if everyone fucking hates you which this will come up a little later Sometimes there are exceptions, but if you're the only, like, if you don't have any sort of ally on the show, then maybe you shouldn't be on the show anymore. And I don't know if I feel that way about Salt Lake City, but we'll talk about it during giving me moments. Okay. All right. Is that coming up or do you yes. have a two game minutes? I don't. Do you have a two game minutes? I don't minutes? have a two game minutes. Okay. Well, you start with your giving me moments because I feel like I've been talking about the housewives for a while and I'm going to talk about them again and the people probably need a break. All right, guys. All right. Well, as we established, this is now a movie channel. Um, <laughs> so we're going to talk about a movie that I saw yesterday. Yeah. I saw a movie before noon. Wow. It was 11.45. That's <laughs> not like, long before it noon. It was before noon. And that, that means yes. like I was just like, oh, I've missed a couple. I've got to catch up. Okay. I saw the movie All of Us Strangers oh. yesterday. Is it amazing? It's so great with Paul Meskel and uh, Andrew Scott. Yes. Uh, also, priest. And also Jamie Bell and Claire Foy. Um, it is a gay drama. Yes. <laughs> it is a gay drama directed and written by Andrew High. Um, and uh, Is uh, Andrew High a gay man? I would assume he's. I assume (laughs) I have not looked him up, but I assume he has had sex with a man at least (laughs) once. But you know who hasn't? Um, uh, So it's essentially about uh, Andrew Scott. He is a writer who's like Mm. you know I'd say like mid forties, and he lives in this sort of like isolated apartment building. Like, and you can tell that there are very few residents in it. It seems Mm. like a very new building, and it's sort of like separated for like from the. It seems like it's on the side of the city in London. Uh, and so he is like writing a script and everything. And throughout the movie, uh, he meets this lover, Paul Meskel, who was like another gay guy living in the building. They yeah. become, you know, boyfriends essentially. But as uh, this is all happening, he's also, um, you can tell he's writing a script about his family mm, okay. and he's going back uh, in his sort of memory and like revisiting his parents mm. Um uh, like as him now as an adult imagining him like going back to his home I think he's actually like going back to the home but like it's kind of hard to tell like what is actually physically happening but he goes back to his home he Mm. finds his parents there his parents he is estranged from for reasons that I will not spoil um and uh Oh, it says in the chat, Andrew High, writer and producer of Looking. Great. Didn't know that. Congratulations, Andrew. I'm glad he's gotten so much better at his job. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I've never seen Looking, so I can't I comment. I have. And you saw one episode. I did see that one episode, yeah. I don't really remember what happened. It's a snooze. It. Of course you don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so... Um, and so he's like constantly going back and visiting his parents yeah. uh, who who are just like, oh, it's so good to see. And his parents are like his age, essentially right. now, like they're in their like late 30s, mm. like early 40s, um, seeing their son who is now like in his like early 40s, mm. mid 40s. Uh, and they're just like, we've missed you so much. Like, what have you been up to? And he's like reliving uh I guess like his his childhood, like explaining to his parents like what happened to him, mm. like what his like puberty was like um, as he got older, and he's really just like re, like rekindling this relationship with his parents who actually aren't there, and so it's like beautiful and mm. cathartic and and like so so wonderfully acted. Andrew Scott is so fucking great. He's so talented. He's so good in this movie. Um, like, and it's really great. There's only four actors in it. Like, wow. Much. I think like a waitress has a line, but you don't even see her. Like, and she's great too. <laughs> I don't want to leave Icon, her. Queen. I don't want to leave her in the dust. She's great too. Um, but it's 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 really really just like it's such like a delicate film. It's so emotional, especially especially if you like are a gay man. Yeah. Um, and and I really just recommend it. The ending was just like, oh, I wasn't expecting this. Like, you you would never peg it as a movie with kind of a surprise ending. I'm nervous about the ending because I was listening to another podcast. I think I was listening to Keep It, mm-hmm. and Ira was like, I hated the ending. Did oh, you really? hate it? No. Oh, okay. I was kind of just like, oh, this is something <laughs> interesting. Okay. Like, um, I, I found it, like, so, like, riveting and just, like, touching. The performances are great. I, I loved it. I thought it was great. All right. I'm definitely going to yeah. see that before the awards yeah. show happens. Could either of them be nominated? Is that an option? I think I think Andrew Scott has a lot of buzz happening right now, okay. which is, like, the perfect time mm. to have your buzz. Right. It's, like, him and Zac Efron are having their, like, last-minute Oscar buzz at just the right moments. Wow. Especially because their movies are, like, doing well critically and, like, Iron Claw's doing really well, like, financially. Wow. Like that's great. So I think one or both of them could, like, pop into the, the nominations, which, like, a month ago, like, I don't even think they were, like, part of the the discord. Right. I mean, they're in, in a much lower position than they are now. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I absolutely recommend it for everyone. I, right. I, the performances are like really like such a, a standout. Right. It, they're really, really great. Well, and the guys are cute. I mean, of course I, mean, <laughs> I would have seen it even if it was bad. And because Claire that Foy cast is cute too. And so was that waitress. I love that even waitress. Though, even though we haven't, didn't see the waitress. Hey, that waitress is our queen. Oh my God. Hot <laughs> star. Someone who was the voice in Les Miserables in junior year. I understand girl. Sometimes, you know, a person, is hot just from the voice. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And that was you and that waitress. You have a bad Oh my God. I like, <laughs> I'm like sweating. Hey. Fan me off. I'm hot, hot, I'm hot. <laughs> that was who B was singing about me as the voice. Oh my God. Um, well, guys, if you are interested in watching the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City season four finale and you have not done so, turn the podcast off because I this is going to be very filled with spoilers. There's no way for me to discuss the impact of this episode of television without spoiling it. So again, now is your time to turn it off, to mute us, do whatever you need to do to not hear because I will be going into detail. All right. Okay. If you recall, which you probably don't because this is always a section of the podcast you don't care about, which is fair. I care. But yeah, you care. I was talking about how Monica 
is the new housewife who's joined the show. One of the best new housewives we've ever had. Like truly hit the ground running, was very open with her past. She's like, I cheated on my husband with my uh, like sister-in-law's husband or whatever with my brother-in-law. That's what broke up my family. It's the worst thing I ever did, but I'm coming out with it. The women aren't gonna need to dig up shit on me because I'm putting it all out there. They, she highlighted throughout the season her horrible relationship with her mother mm-hmm. because her mother came across as someone who was completely devoid of emotion, just treating her actual daughter so cruelly and so coldly. She just was a monster. And so you felt for Monica being like, I can't believe you've grown up with this person. I can't believe this is how you've had to engage in life. She's had issues with the women throughout the season, but she's always been the bright spot. Like season three of Salt Lake is fucking awful. And she made the show alive again. Monica, truly one of the best first season Housewives like additions that there's ever been. She got the first seat at the reunion for a reason. I have. I remember you talking about You remember her. that? Yeah. Okay. So sh- we're going into the last episode of the season, okay. and we know at this point in real time that the cast is essentially completely divided. None of the women talk to Monica anymore. Okay. Up until the second to last episode of the season, you're like, I don't really get why you all seem to be getting along with her at least enough. Like, she's in the fold. Like, what does she do that's so awful? And so the episode begins, and uh, they're arguing about something so incredibly random. And in the middle of the episode, Heather Gay, who was kind of our voice of reason throughout the beginnings of Salt Lake, like, she had an iffy season or two, but, like, she was the audience surrogate essentially like so she gets a phone call you don't hear the other end she gets a phone call the cameras are down they pick up cameras and like race into her room it's like she's getting this phone call she's like what the fuck are you serious i can't believe you're telling me this it's her i can't believe it's her how could this be and so <laughs> how, could this, how be? could this be so she gets she takes all of the other women who have been on the show the entire time all four years there's like four of them left which is like a big number for like a housewife show in its fourth or fifth season Four OGs are still there. She takes them all to the beach. It's like a scene out of Big Little Eyes. The wind is whipping through their hair. And she's like, guys, I got a phone call today and I need to tell you what is going on and what's the truth about this person. She is not our friend. This woman we have championed. We have celebrated her birthday. What she is. And the funniest thing is like the name of this, but whatever. She is the person you all know as dun dun dun. Reality Von Tease. <laughs> and all of the women are like, oh my God, Reality Von Tease. Reality Von Tease was an Instagram account that I have seen before who has spent the past four years talking shit specifically on Jen Shah, like recording videos of Jen Shah abusing her like uh, employees and stuff and posting it on Instagram, posting it on the internet. She essentially has been running a Salt Lake City only attack Instagram blog since the show has debuted and has been fighting her way to get onto the show and fucking did it. (laughs) So she is truly like done. It's just like a a storyline that has never happened before on any of these shows. She's like a super fan to the level of like you go through the Instagrams you like her friend who also ran the account with her is leaking audio and it's basically Monica being like oh my god I'm thinking about driving by Jen's house and just sitting her in her driveway today because the movers are coming should I do it and post it to Reality Von Tees? and it's like you're nuts. You're a fucking stalker. You have been stalking these women. And it's like the craziest thing I've ever seen. And the way they confront her, like Heather's like, we have been through this with Jen. I lied about her punching me in the eye and I will not do that for you. You have attacked us. You have profited off of our pain for five years running. You need to leave this trip. And Monica's like, it's not true. It's not true, Jen. Uh, Heather's like, it's true. I have the receipts. 
I have the screenshots. I have everything. It's true. You're reality, Von Tease. And she's like, it's not true entirely. <laughs> they cut her fucking confessional sh- shot. And she's like, well, I mean, I knew this was going to come out eventually. Even Gossip Girl couldn't stay Gossip Girl forever. <laughs> it's like, you fucking nut. Like, I, I... The reveal is unbelievable. And to me, I'm of two minds. The show is better than it's ever been because of this woman. She is brilliant television. But also, if you were on that cast, would you not be like, I cannot film with her? Oh, she's completely. stalked us. There are texts of her like asking for their addresses. Like she, and this woman with four fucking kids. Like, how are you raising four children and obsessively trying to? Find these women. You know, there's, not, on much, there's not much to do in Salt Lake City <laughs> except to aspire to become a housewife. And she, like, the voice notes that Tanisha, the, who is Heather's hairstylist and Monica's expert friend, the voice messages she's leaking are essentially like, I mean, I can't do too much because you know I want to be famous. I don't want to, like, not be able to get on Bravo one day, you know? And you're like, that's Monica's fucking voice. Okay. That's Monica. Okay, so, so was she cast with this knowledge like bravo has said they didn't know uh-huh <laughs> bravo has said uh-huh. they didn't know uh-huh do you think they knew but just to me the only reason that i'm trusting they didn't know is this is kind of putting the cast a little a in little danger. in danger a little you know in what danger. i mean yes so that i is feel true. like there's a lot of discussion in the housewives community as to whether she can stay on this show another season because again Reminder, the show was fucking bad without her. It was bad last season. She wasn't there. She turned everything around. From what you know, mm-hmm. what would you do? As if you were head of Bravo, do you keep Monica? Do you fire Monica? I keep Monica. <laughs> Are you kidding? As someone who who does not know where oh that fine line God. is. Of, as, as I've said, like I don't know where that fine line is. Right. I don't. Girl, cross it. Like this. <laughs> oh like. But wouldn't it be like wild if like because the whole cast will be like, no, fuck it. We're not filming anymore. If they have to like revamp the entire series for her around Monica. And and so then like who are going to be the people who they get to replace these? They have to be people who are just as desperate for fame as Monica. Let me tell you, Uh these women are not going to quit the show. Even if they cast Monica, they might refuse to film with her. But there will be a couple of weak ones who will fall. Like there's no, this is <laughs> the how weak it all ones works. Will fall. You cannot go into a season completely stonewalling someone and have sure. it work the whole time. But I, it's one of those things where I literally have been going back and forth about. It. I'm like, I don't know what they should do. Like I, of course, for like audience. Uh, viewing sake, I want to see how this all plays out. God damn it. I thought I was the biggest prophet of the day, <laughs> and it ends up being Mon- Monica. It's Monica. It's Monica, Monica manifested the fuck out of that. If Monica <sighs> can do all that, I am not working hard enough to get mm. us 100,000 subscribers. <laughs> uh, like, I'm going to do what Monica did those, to get 100,000 subscribers. And those, there's another a talking head where she talks about um, how she's like, well, I mean, re- I don't think reality Von Tease was a bad thing. Like, defrauding uh, the elderly out of hundreds of millions of dollars is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But this is, you know, I don't think it's a bad th- thing. We were just trying to expose Jen, the other woman who were just collateral damage. Ooh, no, no, no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. It's just, I cannot not watch this episode for the rest of my life. Like wow. I'm going to watch it over and over and over again. It's brilliant. That's it's that's like a touchstone moment in Housewives period. history. Like, like one of the best Housewives episodes of all time. 
And so sure. I think Michael Smith was asking, what about Drag Race? Drag Race was nice this week. A good first episode. Congratulations. Some people are coming out. Salt Lake City was a watershed moment. Okay. And it's like, I, I don't know where we go from here. I'm so curious as to what they do. I'm, I don't know. I don't know if you keep her or get rid of us. Tell us in the chat from what you know. Would you keep Monica? Would you fire her? That's the question, I, that's guys. That's really the question. Let us know. <gasps> Ooh. Oh, Brilliant. that's hot. It was amazing. I it mean, was amazing. I mean, I mean, it was amazing. I love reality television. I know, right? <laughs> Isn't it just so it's great? So like, and the thing is, like, you stick with your favorites because you're just like, no, yes. something is brewing. It is. And something I can feel is it. brewing. And it will be great. And just when you get those special moments. I know. This, and that's the thing is we got two, we got Scandal and then we got this. And like yeah, the Bravo close people time, are eating. It's like a lot of it. Oh, there's a lot of Bravo shit that's not as good as it used to be. Cough, cough, Potomac. But there's a lot of great shit there. And those those moments make it all worthwhile. Sure. All it uh, takes is one crazy person. One crazy person <laughs> to infiltrate the cast. One desperate woman. <laughs> oh, so I mean, Matt Steele. she got what she wanted. Like she, not only did she get on the show, she she like made a historical Historic. event happen. Historic. on the show. Truly, I mean, oh. it's it's like Madonna. It's like sometimes you're just like, girl, what are you doing? But at the end of the day, you got to be like, bow down. Bow that down. is Madonna. That is Monica. That is Monica. Monica Garcia. Thank you for your. Thank service. you for your service. Or Monica Fowler. She had two names. Okay. <laughs> thank you for your service. Um. Okay, so Matt Steele, uh-huh. is there anything else you'd like to tell the people? That I'm glad to be back. Yes. 2024 is going to be amazing. It is. We're going to look amazing. We're going to sound yes. amazing because we got this new contraption in yes. front of us. We're going to feel amazing. Yeah. Everything's going to be amazing. No bad things are going to happen to anyone listening in 2024, and especially to uh, 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 no one who gives us five stars. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no one who gives us five stars, no one who becomes a patron, no bad things will happen no to you. No bad things will happen to you, like literally ever again. It's like magic. I, as I, I'm a prophet, so I can like make that happen. <laughs> I love that that's what you do as prophet. Just like, boom, boom. Everything's good. Everything's Don't worry good. about it. Boom. No more Britney music. <laughs> oh my God. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening and watching. We'll be back soon with more 2K Mats, the podcast. Bye. Bye.